Welcome everyone to the Sonoma Spiel. My name is Tim with the Sonoma Valley Visitors Bureau and uh, it's fall in wine country. There was a poem in my house when I was a kid and it went like this. It was on a wall and my parents got it for my sister who was the oldest kid and therefore they had time to do those sort of things. I was the third kid so I think they almost forgot to name me. But here's the poem that was on the wall. It said, Margaret, are you grieving over Golden Grove unleaving? It's by Gerard Manley Hopkins. It's about spring and fall. And I like Golden Grove Unleaving because right now when you go down the valley, the vines are turning gold and the leaves are starting to change and they're slowly starting to fall. And you can just see how in the mind of this poet, like things turn gold, they're beautiful, the sun hits it, and then down they go. And we're going to have a little bit of rain later this week and some of those leaves are going to fall off and it'll be this beautiful carpet in the vines. And then around the plaza, we've got the uh, elm trees, and we've got these trees called the ginkgo tree, and they turn a beautiful yellowish gold, and they turn down into this beautiful carpet that's around the plaza, and I love it. It's fall in Sonoma Valley. Great time to come visit, and we're moving into the holidays. Uh, last week, I was working at the visitor center, and some people came in, I came out to help them, and they said, hey, I recognize your voice. We listened to the Sonoma Spiel podcast. I said, oh my gosh, there's, there's three of you. There's three people listening. My mom and my dad and you. So uh, Patricia and Scott from Stockton, thanks for coming by and listening and, and being a part of it. And what's nice about Sonoma and fall and the community around it is, you know, we all get together and kind of celebrate the harvest and we get to meet interesting people and, you know, kind of settle down into the winter as it happens. And I think this week I have somebody who's really good at talking about settling down and talking about the community and what's here and the coziness of it, because this person's actually really instrumental in making one of the uh, tasting rooms look phenomenal. So this week I have a very special guest. I mean, a very special guest. I know every week I say that. This time I actually, actually mean it. A very special guest, Ryan Laley with Paying Glass Cellars. How are you doing? Good. How are you this afternoon, Tim? I am doing very, very well. Did I pronounce Lately correctly? You did. Yes. yes. Thank you. Okay, good. Thank you. That's a, it's a hard one for some people. Sometimes you get Lily. Oh, I have had so many variations of the last name. <laughs> Absolutely. Which is weird because it's like four letters. Correct. Two of which are the same. Correct. Right. But yes. okay. So yeah. that's, that's what works. Um, Ryan, you're with Pangloss Cellars. Yes. Right on the Sonoma Plaza. Yes. Like it's, if you go out the visitor center and take a ride, I, I recommend you guys every day I'm working. Thank like you. just go right down to Pangloss. Um, tell me a bit about Pangloss Cellars. Where is it? How do people get there? What do you guys do? Absolutely. So we are a tasting lounge. And as you've mentioned, right on the historic plaza. Mm -hmm. So when you're sitting in the lounge, um, you are overlooking the plaza itself. Right. We are on the corner of First Street East and East Napa. Okay. It's a large rock building that yeah. was built in. 1902 oh. and we've been in that space for seven years now okay and prior to me coming on board I've been with the company for six years um, the uh, the team did a nine-month uh, rehabilitation to the building really so it's it's okay. absolutely stunning space right uh, guests can go on to our website and do a virtual tour to see okay. what the space looks like I, and we're a tasting room and you're ta and, and and don't do just a virtual tour they should come in because yes you mentioned course. the stone buildings so we do have these beautiful stone buildings a lot of the quarries behind the town of Sonoma 
they had rock quarries there. Italian immigrants would come um, and stay at the Toscano Hotel and, and work at the quarry. I think yours is one of those buildings that the rocks are local, I, th- I believe. You know, I'm not like sure. That. That's a great question. I think uh, we'll ask the history guys. Yeah. If only, Absolutely. if only uh, General Vallejo could walk in here right now <laughs> and tell us. The story. You know, he probably would. <laughs> you never. You say his name three times and he shows yeah, up. Exactly. Um, so you guys have this great tasting room, yeah. Ryan. What what kind of wine are you known for there? Goodness. Um, so Pangla Cellars is a celebration of Sonoma and everything that it produces. Okay. So that goes both from a culinary perspective as well as wine. And what we are known for, we do so many varietals. Um, I would say we have a very strong Pinot program as well as Cab. Okay. And Pangloss is kind of a playground for our winemaker because Mm -hmm. we have three brands. Okay. So this allows him to really you know, maybe source um, a different varietal that we've never mm. bottled before okay. and play with it and see how people respond to it. So it's a it's a constantly changing portfolio, okay. but we do have some really heavy, um, not heavy, but uh, very strong standards, um, right. you know, that we, we always uh, make sure. Yeah, because I think bottle. Pinot Noir is, when people ask me for Pinot Noir, you're definitely on the list of go yeah. down there and try that. Yeah. And you mentioned Cab, which is interesting because from wine region world, if you were a cork dork, and I know you're not, but you play one at work. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> uh, Pinot Noir tends, it is a lighter, uh, cooler weather grape. Mm-hmm. Cabernet is, uh, you said heavy, but you know, it's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a bigger, heavier grape. It's like a Cabernet. Uh, and it's a warmer weather grape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird that here in Cinema Valley, we can grow both of them. A lot of it because it's cooler closer to the bay. And it's warmer up on the mountains. Correct. So it's not, you don't have to go that far to get no. variety of a product. or of, of a, You of really a don't. And I think that's what makes it so exciting mm-hmm. um, to see what what varietals can be produced in this valley and yeah. the diversity of them. Yeah, it's kind of not, not a lot of places have it. No. Ryan, you mentioned three different labels. Explain yes. that to me. What's going on there? Yeah, so our estate property is Repre Wines, which is okay. located at the top of Moon Mountain Road. Okay. And our other label is Texture Wines, mm-hmm. which is located also on the Sonoma Plaza, but in the back of Pangloss Cellars. It's the secret winery. It is the secret winery, <laughs> which has its own secret door. Secret in the back. Yes. I've been there. I was recording yeah. something with you, and you're like, let's go to let's go to Texture. I'm like, oh, yeah. where's this place? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I, I, I don't know. Holiday yes, back there. That's right. Fun. That's right. Um, yeah. So, do each of those do slightly different types of wines or different experiences? Or, Correct. Or, okay. So, at Repri, Repri is, um, like I said, at the top of Moon Mountain Road, and it really embodies the legacy of Moon Mountain Vineyard. Mm-hmm. Um, the wines that we craft up there, the the goal is to uphold the 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 sense of place mm. and vineyards were planted back up there in the 1800s okay. and they were cab and zin mm. so the wines there are really crafted with a sense of purpose and place mm-hmm. so it's really to highlight the distinct characteristics and terroir of the mountain itself and then moon mountain i think if you leave the town of sonoma heading north towards santa rosa about a third of the way up the valley 
you had you you take a very sharp right, yes, and you take a lot of boom, 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 yeah, boom, boom. It's it's seven minutes from the bottom of the hill to the to the gate. <laughs> really? Yeah, seven minutes. Is the mailbox up there? Or is the mailbox down at the bottom? Uh, the mailbox is actually kind of in the middle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Poor mail carrier. Yeah, yeah, where where the mail carrier can easily turn around. <laughs> exactly. Because yeah. yeah. I've done that. Yeah, I've gone up there. Yeah. And um. Moon, the Moon Mountain area is a small, windy road. Mm-hmm. Uh, Repri is by appointment only. Correct. Because there's a gate, and you don't want to go all the way up there, and, and there's no one up there, right? Correct. Like, you want to make sure that you have the time and, and stuff like that. Do you do your production up there? Or we do, and we do the production for all three brands up there. Up there. So you, so you schlep we, the grapes up the hill. That is correct. <laughs> and the yes. wine comes down. That is correct. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so uh, it's liquid going, uh, or you know, fruit going up, liquid right. coming down. Oh, that's fantastic. So, yeah. um, what's the experience like up there for the tasting? What, what do they do? So our tastings are 90 minutes. And okay. as you mentioned, they are only by reservation. Mm-hmm. And I recommend people plan at least a month to two months out okay because we do book up rather quickly oh really okay and i horrible at the times that Mm -hmm. we offer them but uh they are they're probably written down on the website yes they're on the website (laughs) that's why we write them down right (laughs) yes so you don't you don't have to commit them to memory correct probably change uh and it like i said it is a 90 minute experience and what we do is uh after we welcome guests on our patio Weather permitting, we okay. do an ATV tour of part of the vineyard. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes, it is It is absolutely beautiful. Do you and make is, people do grape picking and uh, foliage no, management? No, but oh. I bet people would love to do that. And actually <laughs> having just photographed all of Harvest up there, oh. uh, it, it's, it's amazing really? what the crews do and the speed and the um, acrobatics at mm. which they... Yeah, they, uh, pick. It's an incredibly physical job. Yes, and, completely. And, and a lot of it's done at night. Do you guys do a night pickup? No, we did it primarily in the morning. Okay. I think the earliest morning that I was out there photographing was six a.m. Why do people pick like at night or in the morning? Uh, great question, and it could be for a variety of reasons. It mm-hmm. could be, um, you know, that's when the the bricks of the sugar content is where the winemaker wants them. Got it. But it could also be, um, for instance, the vineyard isn't at. The production facility site. Mm. So, say the vineyards are in Anderson Valley, and mm-hmm. production wants them, say, in Sonoma Valley by 7 a.m. when production starts producing. Got it. So then they have to be picked earlier, transported, okay, and delivered. So, so that's usually that's yeah. one of the reasons. Okay. So yeah, you often see, I know, at around harvest time, lights. Up oh, on yeah. the hills, and that's the light yeah. trucks that are yeah. going up there, and people are picking underneath them, yep. and it's kind of neat to see the slow maneuver going up the hill. It's and it's even fascinating being on the ground with the crews that are doing that work. And this was actually the first year that I, I was able to photograph that, mm. and it's amazing. Really, I mean, just first off, the quality of light that you get is really fascinating because you have such stark shadows, mm. but then you have your focus is completely illuminated. Oh, like right. so, you have this block of light where this this person is working. So it just makes for uh, such fascinating imagery. It's almost like the the Renaissance, the dark paintings, yeah. you know. And then like very much like so. everything's focusing on this one set of grapes or yep. apples or something. Yeah. Right. You mentioned photography. Is that something that you do for fun, or is that your job? Or what? it is my job. You're yeah, a photographer. So my, yeah. So my well, technically my uh, job title is creative director. Okay. And what I do is I work with the marketing team um, on email campaigns. Okay. And 
doing the photography for said email campaigns. Got it, okay. As well as basically maintaining the visual integrity of all of the brands and the properties. Okay. So if we create a new experience and we need, say, china, napkins, cutlery, mm-hmm. I do all the sourcing for that, or if we need new furniture, or you know, rolling out stuff like so that. So you like interior design slash uh, yeah. set design Correct. Kind, of, kind of feel Correct. there. Yeah. Uh, and you do that. Okay, so you got, we're going to come back to that in a second. Okay. Okay, so Reprie, tasting experience, yeah. up on the mountain, yes. ATV tour. ATV tour, and then we bring guests back to the winery proper, mm-hmm. and we tour the production facility, which is right there, obviously. Okay. And then we do a walking tour of our 18,000 square foot natural rock caves. Oh. So this isn't like a spray Crete situation. Mm-hmm. It's literally there. The caves were um, dug out of the living rock. Interesting. And I believe it was like a three year process. Oh, wow. And they're stunning. And so all three brands are um, barreled and housed up there. Up there. So you're, huge you walk through the caves. Oh, they're, yeah, 18,000 square feet. It's a, <laughs> they're, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was there. You guys were doing an experience there. And um, the reason why they're in caves, caves keep things cool. Correct. So I think you have these funny, like, blanket things that people could put on or, like, yes. these furry things. And, yep. Uh, I love it. It was yeah. beautiful. You had lights on and stuff like yeah. that. And it was very pretty. It's, it's quite a dramatic entry, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're just walking right underground. <laughs> and then after that portion, it's a seated portion with mm-hmm. the remainder of the wines. Okay. And um, paired with cheese and charcuterie. Oh, good. So, good. like I said, it's a 90-minute experience. Okay. And all in, I believe it's about five wines. Okay. Yeah. So that's a, a, a planned, specific Correct. event. And then what I've noticed is down at Pangloss, even though you can make reservations, you also will take in some walk-ins, I believe. So it's a slightly different experience? Yes, it is. It is also a 90-minute experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It is focused as well. Mm -hmm. But since Pangloss Cellars is a tasting lounge and not on an estate property, it is the room itself that Mm -hmm. you're enjoying your experience in. So there's no vineyards. We get that question a lot. But there's a beautiful view of the historic Sonoma Plaza. Right. So, and the uh, visitor center. And the visitor in center. In the historic Carnegie Library. Yes, okay, thank exactly. You. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, Pangloss has a couple different tasting options. Okay. And it's also five wines. And okay. you can do an add-on of cheese and charcuterie okay. or even a caviar board. And oh. then we have different uh, private tasting experiences in our private um, tasting room, which is behind our bottle wall. Got which it. if you okay. go to our website or come to the... Uh, room itself you can't miss uh the entire wall. wall it walls. is really nice yeah. it's beautiful in there so then and then so behind that mm-hmm. is what you call texture I correct and what is texture texture is all pinots and chardonnays uh, so that is eric bradley's kind of passion is working with pinots and chardonnays okay. and so the the idea with texture is to basically explore world-class pinots and chardonnays and um just create balanced wines that honor the old world style of winemaking. winemaking. And it's just Pinots and Chardonnays. It's a 60-minute mm. experience. Okay. Private. Okay. So it is you, your guests, and the host. Mm. And it's in a beautiful salon. And you have, I believe it's five wines, five or six. Mm-hmm. And there's food pairings with four okay. of the wines. So do you? is there a chef that does these pairings? Like, how do Correct. you decide? Okay, you don't run out to Costco. No, 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 no. No, so <laughs> no. We, have, we have a lot of shared services mm-hmm. since we're one company. Right, right. And one of those is our um, culinary team. And the so culinary team takes the wines and says, so this will work with this kind of food. Correct. Okay. And we do update the menus. We try to do it at least uh, 
twice a year. Okay. So okay, you said Eric Bradley. This is the name. Is this a grumpy guy that wears a vest and goes to a bunch of meetings? He uh, wears a vest, <laughs> but he's definitely not grumpy. He's he's probably one of the nicest uh, like guys it. I've uh, like I've ever it. met. Like, I've gone to a lot of meetings yeah. when he's there, and he's he's very. Um, uh, even keeled, yes, and yes. a very good thinker. Yes, yes. And I, I didn't even know he was your winemaker for yeah. the longest time. Yeah. Who is that guy? He was, yeah. you know, he's, he's very. Um, I, I joke about being grumpy, but like he, he'll sit there and think, and he'll have a contrarian opinion, not just to be contrarian, but it's like, have you thought about this? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, who is that guy? That's the winemaker. Yeah, oh. and such a such a uh, like you said, even keeled person. I mean, yeah, specific. Like, and, and I think that's amazing too to have such a such a peaceful demeanor while I mean, especially during harvest when, when everything is like is erupting like all over the place right. and he's always just so sanguine <laughs> you know? like, I'm sure he probably disagreed with me but uh, <laughs> no, at least is. on the out uh, yeah, on maybe the inside is uh, raging yeah. like oh my god I can't yeah. believe the pinot's coming in yeah. you know, this is a hard harvest this year so yeah. I, I can imagine Ryan did you did you study like winemaking at UC Davis or something how did you no. get into this world what's no, happening I, uh, I studied I did a double in art and physical anthropology at UC Santa Cruz Where Go banana slugs. Yes. Okay. Yes. One of the most bizarre mascots. Yeah, and yet, fun. you know, how many mascots can you lick and get a numb tongue? Correct. Right? Think about that. Exactly. Like, which is so apropos for Santa Cruz. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it is. It's, it's up there it in the woods. Sense. Yeah, it makes and, sense. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful campus yeah, up there. it is. Um, so you did not study anything related, perhaps, to being in the wine business. How did no. you end up here? Well, you know, being from Sonoma. It's oh, an you industry, grew up here. Yes. It's an industry town. So, so I, I mean, my first job was at Vianza when I was, what, 17, 18? You and about 5,000 other people. Right? Uh, seriously. Uh, were you so, working in the food side? No, I was working in the merchandising side. You were? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was your first gig. It's kind Correct. of what you're doing now. You yeah. Were so so I, yeah, down there in the south part of Sonoma Valley. Yeah. Okay. So I worked in uh, for Vianza for a couple years mm -hmm. and then you know went to university mm -hmm. and got into photojournalism. Okay. And worked as a photojournalist for a number of years. Did you go uh, at, at college? Did you like, work on the high school, uh, the college newspaper kind of thing? Or no, uh, no, I did not. Okay, I worked for Good Times, okay. which is uh, basically a tabloid uh -huh. newspaper similar to the Bohemian up here. Oh, okay, okay. So it's oh, you know one of those weekly tabloids. Oh, so fun. I worked with them for a number of years. Okay, good. And then moved back to Sonoma. And I got a job for the Stone Valley Sun. Okay. Being their photo editor for a number of years. Which we should put, uh, for the listeners who don't know, that Sonoma Valley is a small valley, but has like three different newsprinted publications, possibly more. Um, and at the time, Cinema Valley Sun, I think, was a uh, <coughs> twice a week or three times a week. Or it was... It wasn't, gosh. Oh, you're stressing my mind. Yeah, but so like yeah, the Index Tribune. Yeah, we and <laughs> let's see, the Sun had, the Sun and El Sol de Sonoma, and right. then there was a quarterly magazine as oh, okay. well. Okay. I think the Sun was just one day a week. Oh, okay. And then the, the magazine, Sonoma Magazine, which has since been eaten up by Sonoma Media Investments, which owns the Santa Rosa, the Press Democrat, mm -hmm. and the Index Tribune, and stuff like that. But so you were here doing the local newspaper stuff. Yes. Doing photojournalism. Correct. Um, and did you do like photography and stuff in high school? Like, did you, were you like yes, an artsy I did. kid? You were a theater yeah. kid or something like that. No, I, I did photography. Really? Yeah. I did photography and, uh, 
uh, you know, was trained in the darkroom, which I right. thoroughly miss. And even when I was in university, it was still darkroom. Yeah. They, I think they it's had a couple those classes on how to use Photoshop. <laughs> you know, this is a call. And I took a couple. Right. Um, You're like, oh, that'll never take off. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I use it every day. Yeah. Now you're doing, yeah, it's, it's nonstop. Um, so you're doing a lot of photography and a lot of stuff, but it sounds like you also have the eye for, I mean, I want to say like, like, look, I, I, I wear the same clothes every day. If people notice, it's a superhero outfit. It's my superhero yeah. outfit. Thing. But you're very stylish. <laughs> so, and you've got a whole look going here and stuff like that. So Ryan, like you're good at that. <laughs> How did you learn? Like, was that part of school or just like you, you taught yourself that? Cause you, um, you design like the tasting room and stuff. I did not design the tasting you room. Did? Okay. That was, that was before my time. Okay. And okay. the designer, her name is Tanya Belushi. Okay. An amazing designer. I believe she's up in the Portland area. Okay. now but what i do is i make sure any changes that happen mm-hmm. fit with the original aesthetic. what it looks like right because yeah. i wouldn't do that i would go on the free facebook page and I'm like there's an end table that's free <laughs> <laughs> right and hey then, if it worked <laughs> i mean <laughs> i wouldn't care it's, it's an end table it's free yeah. um where did you work before panglass did you work for any other wineries or i did yeah okay. so i worked for francis ford coppola uh, presents. He's a big we, YouTuber, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think thought, so. Yeah, yeah. Or TikTok. Yeah. Okay. Some people have heard of him. Um, so <laughs> right. I worked for the, uh, the company that oversaw um, all the brands. Okay. And I was one of five people, four, four or five people that worked for the visual department. Mm-hmm. And we did basically what I do at Pangloss Cellars now mm-hmm. is uh, we maintain the visual integrity of all the Coppola's properties. Okay. We worked with the... Um, hospitality side of the business when any changes were taking place. Mm. We also worked with the family on any sort of design projects they needed for any of their Because he had a whole, like, yeah, like, okay, so up here in Sonoma County, yeah. he took um, Chateau Souverain that he took? Correct. An older winery that was sort of, uh, you know, it was a place you go visit. A lot of weddings and stuff happened up there. And he made it, he did this crazy thing. He dug out a swimming pool twice yes. because the first time it didn't work. Yes. Then he lit up the top of this crazy, like, pyramid skylight thing. Mm-hmm. And the neighbors up there, uh, up by Geyserville, it's, it's going to ruin everything. Uh, but he made this destination winery experience as yes. a restaurant. Yes. Um, and it was a really nice feel. Like, you would walk in there, and it, and it felt... You couldn't quite figure it out. And I think you once explained to me that, like, you're not supposed to notice that it works. Like, like if you notice that they're doing it, then they didn't do it right. Yeah. But when you walked in and you said it's like a set, it's like a movie Correct. set. And so I'm like, that's yeah. what it is. I I feel like I'm in part of something inside yeah. immersive, but I can't figure out why it works so well. But because there's five of you people. Yes. <laughs> five of us and a lot of other people. Yeah. So, you know, one of my jobs was the layout of the furniture on both the pool deck mm-hmm. as well as the pool cafe area. And... So, you know, with it being a seasonal job, with the pool being open, right. every year we would train the new um, the new mm-hmm. hires on how to set the pool cafe area right. um, how we wanted it. Right. And one of the things I would tell them to kind of help get the, the message across is like, okay, this is, think about it this way. This is Francis's movie set. Right. And so... Everything needs to be set how the movie is to well, it, like unfold. It felt like it was based. Was it based off of a movie the, that that setup? No, it felt um, like I was in a, a I don't know, so, like some nineteen sixties throwback 
cool Americana swimming pool I, in like I, a resort I, in the Adirondacks. I think like that. that is kind of the the gist of what it, mm-hmm. what he was going for. I mean, I know the property itself, his design was really influenced by Tivoli Gardens. Okay. I myself have never been there. Okay. He didn't fly you out to Denmark or whatever. Is that Copenhagen or something? No. Okay. Yeah, Francis. Denmark, yeah. Um, so yeah, but that was that was one of the inspirations for it. So. Did um, he ever ask you for advice on movies or photography? No, huh. <laughs> he did not. <laughs> he didn't take you aside. Like you know, Ryan, no. uh, working on he, this thing no. here. No, no. I, I also noticed anybody that's worked for him always calls him Francis, and that's is, is that how he introduces himself to people? Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was Francis, Francis wants this, and, yeah. and you guys would do it. Um, not that you should ever leave Sonoma Valley, but last week we were talking about uh, Sonoma County. If people do go up to that winery, they do have a lot of film um, set things from like yeah. Dracula, uh, Tucker, the man in his uh, man in his dream, the car. Yes. Um, there's a, Which was filmed here in Sonoma. Okay, yeah. and yeah, you're, you know the stuff. You're doing yes. the stuff. Um, there's a whole bunch of neat stuff from his film career there. A couple yeah. Academy Awards. The all Godfather desk, yeah, I believe. There, yes, all of um, that's up there. There's a ton of film memorabilia. That's kind of up there and, and up there. <clears throat> yeah. um, okay, so then you left there because he didn't listen to your story ideas. And you're like, I'm out of here, <laughs> Frank. I'm gone. No, I was tired of driving an hour one direction yeah. for six years. That's a schlep, isn't it? That's it was a, a long every day. commute. That was yeah. pre-work from home. Yeah, it was a, it was a long commute. Um, so you found the job here closer to town. Actually, there was an interim job um, where I worked for a small event design company based oh. in Napa. Oh, okay. And so while I was with Coppola, one of the things that our our department would do is we would design and install all of the company sponsored events. Mm. So private events we wouldn't handle per se, but if it was a company like release party for okay. club members, Got it. our company holiday party, um, that sort of thing, that mm-hmm. that's when we would come in and design everything. Hmm. So that's that really piqued my interest okay. because as an art student, I also did a lot of installation art, okay. which translates to basically like window displays or doing you know production Okay. Design and inst- installation. So you must be really good at like designing the Thanksgiving table and stuff like that. I do my mother's every year. Do you really? Yes. Does she call you up? Oh she like, yes, she really? does. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and actually, my sister and her family and my brother-in-law live over on the east side of Sonoma. Okay. And I, for years, decorated their the front of their house for Halloween. You would do that, correct? And I hadn't done it. In a number of years, COVID right. and everything, right. but right. last year, or excuse me, this year right. was the first time I'd done it in a number of years, and it was fun oh, that's getting fantastic. out there and like doing uh, doing that I've, install. So. I love doing the Halloween oh, setup. It's fun, and uh, it's fun. I, my kids have gotten older now, and one's in college, and you know, one's in high school. It's like, uh, and uh, we decorated this year, but rather than we have a new neighbor who's a little kid, okay, and we can't be too scary, right? Everyone's gotten very macabre, <laughs> you know, very scary. Yeah. So we said this year we can go get a bunch of dolls and and teddy bears and put them out there right okay it was like the scariest thing ever <laughs> i was gonna say i'm not sure if this is not no, scary i don't want to put it all together i'm like, like this looks terrifying that's creepy it was creepy and a lot that's of the creepy. porcelain dolls we got them at goodwill for cheap yeah really expensive ones wow we're like those 
creepy porcelain faces oh, yeah. and stuff. It's the eyes. It's the eye, and I put mm-hmm. them up all around like the dead lavender bush and like the oh, sad penstemon. And my daughter and I are like, we we messed this up. This is creepier than it should be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're gonna have to show me photos. I know. Of that. Well, I, 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 I really want to. I was see thinking this. next year I'll hire you to help me out <laughs> and scope it out. Yeah. Um, so okay, so you you went you were there. You come to Pangloss. You're now the king of the the plaza. Every time I walk by there, you kind of know what's going on and stuff like that. Um, What's some of your favorite parts about working at Pangloss? Or for people, or when people come in, what are some of the favorite things you like to tell them about? Um, Well, my favorite part is it's a great company to work for. Mm. I mean, like o- I, only three people listen to this podcast. They're not. They're not going to hear this. <laughs> but, <laughs> you don't need to kiss it's, butt. Right? Well, it's it's honest. I okay. mean, it's the honest to god truth. Like, yeah. it's, but Francis it's does amazing... listen to this. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Francis. Um, so uh, it's they're just great people to work okay. for. Okay. I mean, they take great care of. I've noticed all the staff has stayed there a long time. Yeah, which absolutely. is always a good indicator um, of of happiness. Yeah. you know, absolutely. And, uh, during COVID, you guys had the most beautiful. Uh, it's not even a park. Oh, lot. yeah. A pat- I don't recall that. Yeah. Thing. It was gorgeous. Yeah. Arbor. Yeah. We called it a terrace. A terrace. Yeah. Yes. I love that. That place. was amazing. And it, and yeah. it really set the, the mood for that whole part of the yeah. plaza. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you get people from all over coming in. Yeah. And I love that you guys are so good about talking about your own stuff, but also what's around you. Absolutely. You know? Well, you know, and I think that's been the most fascinating thing about working in the wine industry and hearing, um, you know, visitors come and be like, wait, so you're referring me to another winery? It's like, right. all, you know, everyone helps each other out in this right. industry. And right. I, I've never been in an industry that is so, like, has so much camaraderie mm-hmm. with people that are doing the same thing you are. Right. Um, it, that's really always impressed me about this industry. Mm-hmm. And what I would tell people coming to our location, any of our, any of our properties, is the wines are phenomenal. Eric and his his winemaking team do a great job, and they spend they put so much care and craft into what they create, mm. and you could taste it. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing is the hospitality. Yeah. We are a hospitality industry. We we want our guests to leave there and be like feel like they're part of the family first mm-hmm. off, but also have such a high touch experience that. Mm. They well, want to tell everyone and they want to come back. Your tasting room isn't like it's modern, but also like retro. And I don't know the style because I don't Some know these people words. would call it rustic. Rustic. Okay. Yes. But they have very comfortable couches, yes. uh, but they're not like, you know, like the friend set of couches, like the central perk. These are like these nice, chill. I don't know how to describe it. Like, like it's beautiful inside yeah. there and it's set up just right. It, it really is one of the most beautiful tasting rooms around the plaza. It's, it's beautifully designed. Yeah, yeah, I mean the, the space itself is truly phenomenal, um, the volume of it, mm. and for me as a photographer, it's a beautiful place to photograph in. I right, mean, because the entire place is like one big light box. That's what it is. Because of that huge. Yes, uh, I mean one whole wall, wall is all, all windows. original glass. Well, that's smart. Uh, what, what did that building used to be before you guys? It was a co-op of smaller wine producers, oh, okay. and I believe there were about nine of them that were mm. in there. Okay. Okay, um, because it's it's a good location. Um, when you don't go to wineries, right? What are you doing for fun? I really enjoy hiking. You do? Yeah, or do you, traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Before before we hit play, you were emphatically talking about Burning Man with somebody. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, I have gone to Burning Man and run a camp for many years. What does there. running a camp mean? 
it means that you're working uh, a full-time job and not getting paid for it. <laughs> so it can't throughout be, the entire year. And it can't yeah. be like getting all these people together. Yeah. You usually have some kind of theme, right? So uh, the, the organization puts on the theme. So what okay, we right. do is just coordinate our camp. Mm-hmm. And our camp is uh, fluctuates anywhere between 52 to 67 people. That's crazy. And uh, we have a lot of return campmates. And okay. it's... It's such um, such a fascinating collection of humans mm-hmm. that you have this an amazing experience with, and they become family in ways that you would never imagine. And are the, are the people who are part of your camp are a lot of them from Sonoma, or how no, do you find them? No, actually, no. A lot of them you went are, off the island. Oh, all I mean, we have campmates that are from Germany. We have oh, campmates great. that are from Australia. Okay. Uh, heavy focus in California and mm-hmm. Florida. Okay. But I mean, we're we're international. Mm-hmm. Were you there this year with the rain? I did not go this year. You I went to Europe for nineteen days. <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing. Yeah, so I, I did miss the rain. Right, so. that was pretty epic. I saw some photos here. Of, well, you know, uh, it's it's interesting, um, you know, obviously chatting with my campmates who are mm-hmm. out there, and it's it's one of those things where the media blows it up, right? Because right. that's what the of media course. does. Of course. And worst Burning Man ever. Right, and it's, it's one of those Resorted to say, cannibalism. Right? Donner Party Part 2. Seriously, yes. right? Yes. So, uh, it's one of those things that when you're there, you just adapt. Right. Like, and that's like, that's it's like if you're camping of, and it rains on you. Oh, yeah. okay. We're ready for yeah. this. Bring out the tarps. Yep. Oh. Precisely. I feel like the media story was better, though. I hear there was like mass sacrifice happening and stuff. Oh, that's just the big statue in the middle of the <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> or as we yeah. call it, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Just another, exactly. Just, just another day. Yeah, it's just another day. Uh, and Ryan, you mentioned your family's here. Yeah. You, you grew up here then. I did, yeah. And, and raised. I think you have um, a, a cousin or a sister or somebody who runs a farm up valley. So that is my cousin and his wife. Okay. Yes. And so they grow stuff, actual vegetables and they stuff. They do, yeah. Okay. And they participate, I believe, in the Friday market. I think so. Um, yeah. I don't know if they do the uh, Tuesday market. I honestly the Tuesday markets are, are Mardi Gras, more like right. Yeah, yes. it's a fun one. Yes, that is. As a matter of fact, the Tuesday market, which is summer, uh, a lot of people can go to Pangloss, get a bottle. Yes, go across the street. We sell Plaza packs, which have <laughs> two cups, a wine opener, and a bottle of your choice. I love it. The Plaza pack. Yes. Take it to go. Yeah, you can. Um, and that's that's a huge event. But you're right. So the farm, um, flat flatbed farm, flat, flat something farms up there in the valley. Uh, it's uh, they. I think you do the Friday market, uh, which is the mornings here in Sonoma. Um, and you've got other Laylees all over the place. So it's funny, whenever so I see one, I, yeah. <laughs> we are legion. Well, it's interesting because my cousin Kayla, she works for Gloria Farrar. So oh, she's okay. in the wine industry. Oh, you get sparkling from them, huh? Yes. Oh, a little switcheroo yes. at Thanksgiving, huh? Yeah. Okay. Um, and she was their events manager for a number of years, and now she's on, she does... I forget what her new job title is. But it's very important. Uh, I believe she runs the... Does she run the wine club? Oh my gosh. Anyway. If I book her anyway. next time, I could do back-to-back Laylees. Please do. I could do a month of Laylees. You could. I could probably do more You actually could. Yeah. You, you could easily do that. <laughs> and then my other cousin, uh, she works for a couple of the family as well. Oh, really? And that's how I got in with the, the family ah, as well. Ah, okay. So okay. we worked in the same department. And did she drive as well? Oh, she, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's been with... She's been with the family for, oh my gosh, I want to say 20 years. And they've got like yeah. not just that wine, they have like a place in Belize, they have yeah, hotels. Yeah, they have the, the three resorts. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And they, or, excuse me. And they make movies. Or Francis does, yeah. Yeah, Francis. Never Frankie? F Dog? 
No. <laughs> I, I, I never did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get an offer you can't refuse. Yeah. We're not but yeah, so there's, there's, there's a bunch of us in town. That's great. And growing up here, it was like, oh, uh, who's your father? You know, which, which Lely are you? Yes. Because it's always something that we, was, all of us was, kids. Was your family in the wine business at all? No, construction. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well. Buildings don't build themselves. They certainly don't. Okay. You never had to go work construction, did you? Did they drag you into that? Um, you you know, my father is a very astute man, and (laughs) he could tell right away that I was not into that. You should take some photos of what I just finished. He he could tell I wasn't into it. Okay, good. Because he would bring home the blueprints, right? Yeah. And I would sit there and look at the blueprints with him, and like I could visualize what the house was going to be. Oh, good. And I would ask him all these questions and everything. And yes, I did. Work on a job site every once in a while. Right. And I was just like, why, why am I here? Why am I here? It's, this is not my passion. It's not my passion. And he's actually the one that got me into photography. But it's also interesting that your family was building stuff and yeah. then you're essentially doing the design of the stuff once yes. it's done, right? And the look yeah. and feel of it. Yeah. So it's kind of your passion there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I didn't see, learned something new today. Yeah. Um, Ryan, you know that we have a visitor center, right? Yes, I do. We actually have two visitor centers, and uh, people come in and they ask us all sorts of stuff. we got the visitor centers. People can text us. They can send us questions on Facebook. They can do all sorts of stuff. Today, you're going to help me answer some of these questions in a segment we call We Get, get questions. questions. What are those tiny trees on the hills? <laughs> <laughs> Do you get that one? One of those tiny no. trees on the hills. I just, just improvised it. Just red ones. That's actually a good one. You like that? You're like, um, You have my permission to use it. <laughs> I will. Okay, here's what we got today. Here we go. Hola. We are visiting from Puerto Rico. Uh, we would like to get a fun t-shirt or hat that says Sonoma. Where can I find this? Tiddlywinks. That was really cool. This is gonna be a short thing if you know all the answers. Yeah, you're right. Tiddly <laughs> I mean, she's she's got t-shirts. She's got yeah. tea towels. You're like, absolutely right. Yeah, she's about she's, four she's some, storefronts away from you. She's got some good stuff. Um, Heidi runs it. Heidi Geffen. Do you know what her middle name is? No. Fun. She legally changed her name to Fun. I'm not joking. She legally changed her name to Fun. I love that. She's commitment. like, my middle name is Fun. I'm like, that's a I, joke. And she goes, no, it's literally. And I, she I showed love me. That commitment. Yeah. So okay, good. Yeah, Tiddlywinks, which is um, three, four, maybe four doorfronts away from you guys. Maya, yeah. the dog store, mm-hmm. the shoe store. Yes. Chris at Caddis came in. It may be five. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's really far. Mid block, uh, east. Heading east. Okay, yeah. that's a good place. Good. You can also go to the Barracks gift store. Um, that's good. Oh, yeah. This, absolutely. Actually, a really good gift shop um, in the barracks, which is a white building on the north side of the plaza. So, you, you know who else might be good is that? the museum, because I know oh, they have a gift shop. They have and a then great Hello gift Sonoma, shop. You know which what? is right across the street that, from that. Uh, Ryan, you went on that one. Yeah. Not only do you not know the names of the small trees on the hill, but. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the Sonoma Valley Museum of Art has a great gift shop. Yeah. And Hello Sonoma, you're right, across from yeah. Broadway, has they have really neat stuff. Yeah, good. I'm going to get you. Okay. Try <clears throat> Ready? Yes. Here's another one. We have a whole lot of people coming for Thanksgiving. The in-laws, the cousins, the college kids, the college kids' friends, that one neighbor who is angling for an invitation. And I really need to know, what are the best wines to serve for Thanksgiving? Well, uh, classically, it would be a Pinot. Okay. Uh, just because it usually pairs very well with the variety of foods that you get okay. on a Thanksgiving table. Okay. Um, you could also do a Gewürztraminer, Ooh, which yeah. pairs also very nicely with turkey and okay. stuffing. Okay. That's that's what I would 
personally okay. go towards. Pinot Noir and Okay. Yeah. Good. Good answer. Or even a Riesling, like a like a dry okay. Riesling. Yeah, and that's, and a lot of people when they hear Gewurz or Riesling, they're thinking of sweeter wines. But dry means not as much sugar in it, right? Correct. Okay, so yeah, you don't want too much sugar. Cause like, ugh. I mean, you're going to be stuffing yourself anyway. Yeah. Save that for the Snickers salad, which is an actual thing I've had. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'll post the recipe in the comments. I please, yeah, I, I need to see this as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've also heard sparkling. Um, those might be brought to you by the sparkling people, like that other lady that works for Gloria Ferrer. But I hear that sparkling goes with everything. So, you well, know, I classic. mean, if you're drinking sparkling, in my opinion, you're having a good time no matter what. That's what? true. So, so with, with the, the cousins, the in-laws, the college kids' friends, and the one yeah. neighbor who was angling for an invitation, yeah, you know who you are. Um, and the hardest part about Thanksgiving, my wife this morning had a tape measure out, and she's like measuring out the room. Oh yeah. And we were like, we have to go buy another table now. We're gonna get a folding table, yeah. right? Because we, you know, and then like we got to make it look nice. We should totally use you because you know how to do this stuff. I, I've um, done it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we've already moved furniture like three times around the house. Yeah. Just in preparation. And like, oh. So, tangent, but also mm-hmm. on the oh. same line of what you're yeah. talking about. My father made this scale floor plan with all of the living room furniture to scale for my mother so she could sit there and really? move. At any time, just move stuff around. Yes. This is and like then an move it around and be like, okay, this works here, this works here. Okay, now let's move the furniture. That's genius. It was genius. That was before. Now there's probably like virtual reality oh, absolutely. apps and I mean, stuff. Google, and Google has that. SketchUp, I think it's called. Yeah. So so. All they're trying to do is actually sell you stuff later. You know that, right? When you, like, you move the couch, you're like, he's got a couch. We should sell him another couch. <laughs> <laughs> now we know what Ryan has in his house. Upload this photo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got here. Um, okay, here's another one. We just, I got this one just before I got here. Okay. This is a classic question. We just got here from Minnesota. We just got here from Minnesota. Any recommendations on what to do today? Oh, goodness. Well, um, you could try a tasting room on the plaza. I like that idea. That would be a good one. I'd recommend Pangloss Cellars. Um, let's see what time is it now. Our next seating is at 4 o'clock. Um, reservations are highly recommended. Highly However, you can come to the, the door day. and see uh, you know, if we have space. Okay. Um, walking around the plaza, visiting the shops, mm. taking a hike up Overlook Trail. Mm. On a day like this, you probably can't see San Francisco, but it still gives you a beautiful view of... Sonoma Valley itself, the southern end, so you can really see what that topography is like. Right. Um, get a bottle of wine and sit on the patio of your hotel and relax. Smart. Uh, you know, that's that's what I would do. Good. That's what. Or go get a cocktail. Go oh, to the Swiss and get a cocktail. The, sit on the front patio. Classic cocktail right yes. there on the patio. It is Absolutely. Friday afternoon, yes. and that's what people do. Absolutely. All the locals It's the best people watching spot. Not only the best people watching, when I'm walking around like Fridays at 3 o'clock, oftentimes the older Sonomans, Tim, come come join me. I'm like, I am actually working right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you're in a public area knocking back cocktails. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that's exactly a thing to do. And it's it's fun to see that. That's that's a good one. And oftentimes people will roll into the visitor center. They got no plans. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, this morning I had a group of seven kids who go to Cal. They're going to law school. They're lawyers from all over. It was 9.50, and they go, what tasting rooms can we get into? I actually said, well, Pangloss opens, at, I think, at 10. I said, you can go see, you know, <clears throat> you're kind of a larger group, but mm-hmm. you might be the first group of the day. Um, but they just wandered around. They had a great time, and they're heading back. Okay. Here's, here's the final one. You ready for this one? Yes. Looking for a brunch spot with bottomless mimosas that can host a large group on a Sunday and wouldn't be annoyed to do so. 
<laughs> First of all, if I ran a brunch spot, I don't know if I'd <laughs> want this group coming in. And so, yeah, yeah let's let's just do this first. Let's break it down, like like your teacher would do. Like uh-huh. let's, let's let's diagram this. Yes, thing. Okay. yes. Looking for a brunch spot. What are some brunch spots? So brunch spot, obviously, girl in the fig, oh, yeah. Eldorado Kitchen. Yep. Valley does an amazing brunch oh, right. right now. Great. Um, uh, I think Sonoma Grill has a brunch. Do they? Yep. Wow. I think they do. God, I did um, not know that. Sonoma Grill is like that sleeper restaurant, yeah. isn't it? It's just off. Yeah. Um, and they have Sunflower really Cafe does brunch Sunflower as Cafe well. is good. Absolutely. So, I think but, Kina's might do, uh, up when I'm moving up the valley, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, um, and brunch is kind of weird because for some people, brunch is like... The formal brunch, you know, you have a bunch of friends, yeah. and and you've got like the waffles and the blintzes and the crepes, and that's brunch. Other places like just serve late breakfast, but it's yes. not like this formal brunch per se. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. I sense this person is the former. They want brunch. Maybe one of the hotels. I uh, maybe. Are you a brunch person? I love brunch. But you probably host your own brunches, and it looks perfect. Uh, I rarely host brunch. I, okay. I, I like to go to brunch. It's more fun that way, <laughs> it is right? More fun because it's usually the the Saturday or Sunday. Yes. And you're remembering the night before and the, and the yes. antics and the fun, or catching yes. up with old friends. Yes. Okay. All of the above. Right. Uh, as far as bottomless mimosas, I think you're going to be hard-pressed to find that in Sonoma. Yeah. At least I haven't found it in the 15 years that I've been back here. No. I so. do know. I saw in the paper in San Francisco, that's a big thing. And I think some restaurants will do that. Now, I should be really clear. If you're getting refillable alcohol, you're not getting the best quality you know, you're not getting sparkling wine from Gloria or from anywhere. You're just getting some cheap stuff and some cheap Most juice. Most likely. Yeah, so you might want to avoid the bottomless mimosa part of it. Yes. Mimosas are great. They're fantastic. If you, if you like if you like that sort of thing. I prefer just sparkling and then... I do too. Yeah, keep it I, I, I do too. Um, but, you know, um, every wine... Or excuse me, every restaurant here will probably have champagne or sparkling wine. That They, they can do that, but not bottomless. I did see a place that was charging people... For getting sick because they were drinking bottomless mimosas. What? They had this huge okay. in oh San Francisco and Oakland. So oh people were going out there having a little bit too much fun. Wow. Yeah, we don't That's the, we're classy. Oh my god, the fact that you have to charge people. Wow, okay. Yeah. It's like maybe maybe the restaurant should change their policy and like you know, mm. cut people off. <laughs> like, you know, this is your seventh mimosa. I think you've had enough, yeah. right? But host a large group, you think you're right there. Sunflower Cafe is a big patio on the back. It does. I don't know what you mean by large group, not like fifty people. That's that's another. That's where my brain went. Is yeah. well, what is your large group? Is it that's eight good. people? Is it right. thirty-two? Right. So, are there other multiples of four that we're going to go off of sixty-four? That could be a very large group. That would be exceptionally large. You've done a good job there. You you've answered all the questions, and I do love what are the trees up on the hill? Yeah, what are the tiny trees on the hills? <laughs> <laughs> we, we There's so many of them, and they're all perfectly lined up. <laughs> we had so many questions. Oh, those are Cabernet, yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do like the. I, I mentioned this earlier, the guy asking when, when the Redwoods would lose their leaves. And I had that moment like, are you joking or are you being serious? And he was serious. I said, oh, they don't lose their leaves. They're evergreen trees. And he said, What? And it was like the shock, you know, and it was just something that you take for granted that when someone's new to the area, you have to be ready for it. And I think that's, you know, if I'm not mistaken now, deciduous is when they lose their 
leaves, right? Correct. Thank you. Just making sure I had my yeah. terminology correct. There is a deciduous redwood tree. It's funny you mention that because you're not yes. the first person to tell me that. Yes. When it, yeah. So there, there is, but I don't know if they lose it forever. Ever? No, it's just right. for the season, and then it all grows back. Goes, I mean, it loses forever, but because our redwoods will lose their, they're not leaves really, I guess they're needles, yeah. but it pushes them out, but new ones grow all the time. Um, so you can see an example of the deciduous redwood uh-huh. on 4th Street East, just past Sebastiani Winery, if you keep driving up. For real? Yes. The, for real. The house that has a stone wall and then the two oh, yeah. food dogs. Mm-hmm. Those trees that are planted in a corner like this are the deciduous Decidu- redwood. Are they native to California, or is this must I be like a different? Bel- I don't. I can't answer that question. Okay. I'm not sure. We'll call the botanical garden and have them yes. tell us. Yeah. Good. Jo- not only did you answer these four questions, you also gave me the answer to another question that I didn't know I had. And that's amazing. Thank you, Ryan. You have to go check it out. <laughs> I will go check I know exactly out. what you're talking about, yeah. too, because yeah. there's two little stone dogs yeah. there. I know yeah. exactly it. Absolutely. Um, Ryan, if people have more questions about Pangloss, how do they find those answers? Is there a website that you Absolutely. guys have? Absolutely. It? So it's uh, pangloss.sellers.com. Okay. If they have questions about Repri, where do they go? Repriwines.com. And it's R-E-P-R-I-S. Oh, right. W-I-N-E-S. And that's, okay, and then texture is it texturewines? Texturewines.com. These are weird names. We didn't talk about that quickly. Why Repri? Go. Repri because of the rebirth of the property and the brand. Got so it. So it's French for reborn. Okay, so it's not like a, a, a musical where they no. do that. Okay. Uh, texture. Texture is all about the like the the texture of the wine itself. Got so it. as Eric would say, the mouth feel. Like okay. The the multiple textures that you get with Pinot's. Okay. Chardonnays. It's not like the tactility of like fabric or something like that. No. Okay. No. Pangloss. So Eric was a philosophy major. And <laughs> that guy will never find a job. What a dork. <laughs> Eric, but he did pretty Eric, well for himself as a philosophy I major. I love it. Um, and so the name Pangloss comes mm. from Voltaire's Candide, mm-hmm. and Dr. Pangloss was the main character. Okay. And according to Eric, you need a lot of positivity and optimism right. to be in the wine industry. And Dr. Pangloss was known as the eternal optimist eternal because he was optimist. always optimistic about whatever was coming e- towards Even him. if there was a major earthquake in Portugal. Yes. And I guess he said, surely this is the best of all possible worlds. Yes. And, so. uh, but you know what? At Pangloss, it truly is the best of all possible worlds. I, I think so. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's a good spot. Yeah, so. I think so. Boy, okay. And I learned that Eric Bradley was a philosophy major yeah. too, huh? Yeah. <sighs> Only other job available to those guys is podcasters. So <laughs> watch out. Uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. You, you've been wonderful. Me. So again, panglasswines.com. No, Pangloss. Panglosssellers.com, okay. preWines.com, and TextureWines.com. Perfect. And you know everything about uh, Sonoma Valley. So if you have other questions, if you don't come to Sonoma Valley Visitor Center, go talk to Ryan. Yeah, he, he knows stuff. Uh, for everybody else, after you're done looking at all those wineries, please go to SonomaValley.com for deals, special offers, and events. You know what? If you've listened this far, you do want to give us a rating. So whatever podcast platform you're listening on, just click that rating and give us five, six, seven, eight stars and we'll review. Something like So Witty, best looking podcast host ever or something like that the guests are so wonderful it doesn't matter uh really appreciate you listening mom and dad hope you're doing well and we will see you all soon thank you very much